Well, in case no one wished it to you yesterday, happy belated Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Uh, Rowdy, did you have a good Mother's Day? Did you, did you treat the mom, the mom with uh, the respect that she deserves, like every day? Very low key. It was a lot of rest and relaxation. Uh, what did you do for the missus, the mom, yesterday? Uh, basically, we just had brunch and then exchanged some gifts. Yes, that was about the, it. How was the brunch? The brunch. You know, it, it was it was brunch at home. Oh, brunch should should have been good then. I actually was in uh, Edgerton. I got to go to my uncle's cabin. He opened it up for the season and uh, had grandma over as well as mom and some of uh, my aunts. And we celebrated that way. It was really nice to, just to see everyone. Uh, not, not the greatest of days yesterday, but my God, we uh, I don't know what had happened around here. Oh, I know what happened. The window washers came rowdy around here. Doesn't it look so much more like brighter and nicer? And also behind rowdy, the windows are fully open. Now, usually I don't have a, st- uh, a window that looks out into a... Uh, Nature. Well, now, right behind Rowdy, Zach Heilprin's not been in his office yet to close the blinds, so I can't see outside, so it's very nice. Uh, did you have a good weekend, Rowdy? Anything uh, Anything too crazy? When I walked in this morning, I felt like the, our office was cleaner. It's the window washers. <laughs> Doesn't it do wonders? Like, look around here. Doesn't it look like it's just brighter and, like, nicer and cleaner? The Thank you, window washers. We appreciate you. The only thing that they do that I don't care for is they, Rowdy and I will have stuff like on our windowsill. They take it all off and then they leave it like it's a big mess. And then we got to put it, you know, back on. I was under the guise that you leave a room, uh, how you, how you found it. But alas, we'll take the clean windows, I guess, and put a, put our stuff back where it belongs. All right. Over the weekend, my God, we'll get into it. Um, after the opening segment, I just wanted to get it right right out there in the ether. The Milwaukee Brewers with the sweep over the Royals. That's got to feel damn good, right, Rowdy? Yeah, that was a series which they needed. They had been playing some scuffling baseball over the last, what, three, four weeks Yeah, overall. Brewers needed that series, and thankfully, the Kansas City Royals are who we thought they were. Not only They're the, terrible. So not only are the Brewers back right now, Rowdy, after sweeping the Royals, but with the series that was, the other people are back, too. The is Christian Yelich back people as Yelly was in Fuego uh, so far in the month of May. Uh, we'll get into that as Brewers and the Brewers are in first place. When we left on Friday, they were a half game behind the Pirates and now they're a game and a half. Yeah. Pirates continue their free fall. So <laughs> Pirates are reverting back to the mean. And when you asked me, what was that at the beginning of the season, the first couple of weeks, when will they fall back? I think you said, I uh, said late, mid late to late May, May. Yeah. and we are mid to late May here. And the Pirates continue to struggle. We are through the looking glass now with the Pirates. And then out of the NBA, we have Lakers and Nuggets going to be meeting up for game one on Tuesday in the Western Conference Finals. What do we think, Rowdy? LeBron James versus the Joker, to, right, to go to the NBA Finals. How are you feeling about that one? Yeah, I feel like, um, what, Denver has yet to break through with that team that they've had so yep. far. Obviously, kind of obviously, LeBron has broken through many of times with whatever team he's yeah, on. Yeah, he's breaking up through the other side, like Jim Morrison on the doors. So it's either going to be same old, same with LeBron or a little new flavor. I I like both storylines. Like, as much as LeBron now bugs me, like, outside of basketball, I do like watching him march on into the playoffs and into the finals. But I also like the story of Jokic. He is, um, I like him. And then there's this, Rowdy. I actually oh, yeah. went through the, the matchup just to see kind of uh, get a feel for how it might look. 
these two teams were two and two against each other in the regular season. Mm. And then how about this? You knew it was going to happen. It was inevitable because if uh, you bought into it, you were sold a false bill of goods. It's like uh, some um, some gold prospector told you that he had a, he had untold fortunes for you, and you went out there. Except going out west, you went out east, and you found a bunch of fool's gold. Trust the process is bunk, busted, buried, dead, done. As wow, the Philadelphia 76ers who quit on their team down just single digits uh, Thursday. Uh, they quit with two minutes left. They got their ass just pummeled by the Boston Celtics as Jason Tatum puts on a show, 51 points, and they bury the Philadelphia 76ers to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals where the Boston Celtics will take on now the Miami Heat. Yeah, so I wasn't really watching a ton of that particular Sixers Celtics game, but I was following on Twitter and I saw a bunch of people complaining about the refereeing early for Boston, that Boston was getting all the calls. And then I saw kind of the same group of people that were bitching about the refereeing being 100% on Boston sides (laughs) to 100% the Sixers team sucks. I think that's what it is, Rowdy. The Sixers team absolutely sucks. Um, everyone, the, the refing, no one like, doesn't, have you met anyone that likes the refing in any, in any playoff games or scenarios when your team's losing? No, normally when the refing is, is on point, it's never mentioned. Yeah. Um, and if your team's losing in a big moment, of course you hate the referees. It's like, you never know, you never know like a, a really good umpire or referee's name. Yes, because you only remember their name from something where it went wrong. Yeah, or or there is the outlier, Ed Hockley. Remember him and his big guns? He was yoked. I'm sure he had bad calls here and there. I couldn't remember a single one, but I do remember him having giant guns hanging off of his chest. So you have Ed Hockley. But yeah, Rowdy. The- well, that was like um, Jim Joyce, one yeah. of the famous, you know, umpires in Major League Baseball was actually always graded out as like a really, really, really good umpire until he messed up on the Andre Galarraga no-hitter perfect game where he just flat out blew the call. But no one knew who Jim Joyce was like from a public standpoint until he blew that call. Yeah, and that was was for the perfect game, right? First blown call at first base? Yeah, that was... um, How long ago was that? I would guess that was like from 2009-ish. Was that White Sox? Tigers. Tigers, that's what it was. All right, so um, also let's see here. We have uh, Packers, obviously. Packers got a new um, player, a safety. Adrian Amos not expected to be back, Rowdy. We got Simone Biles' husband. June 2nd, 2010, it was uh, the Tigers game. My God. Yeah, that'll go down in infamy for all those characters involved. The almost perfect game. Mm-mm-mm. And didn't he? Didn't they? We just talked about this a couple of years ago because I think they tried to set it right in the record books. I, do you remember that? Like, was that during COVID? Something had happened where someone tried to correct it, and uh, I think MLB said no. Uh, anyways, and then yeah, Simone Biles' husband now uh, plays for the Green Bay Packers. Rowdy, we have another. Who's more famous? Uh, Simone Biles, or what the hell is his name again? Jonathan uh, Owens. Jonathan Owens. Simone Biles, huge Packer fan. Jonathan Owens, nice, nice having you around. Now we'll get Simone Biles around Lambeau Field. 
Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny because you know how some people take offense when it's like a, a celebrity couple and they, and they say it's, you know, in, it's like, uh, for example, it'd be like J.J. Watt's wife. Oh, yeah, there's a big to-do about that. Yeah, um, all I saw was Simone Biles' husband. Same. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, hey, I know who? Simone Biles. Simone Biles is awesome. Then I had to say, who? And then I had to say, who is she married to? Then it's, oh, Jonathan Owens. Couldn't have even told you who he who he was or that he was married to her. Yeah, Houston Texans for four years. Uh, a safety coming through. He led the Texans, or I think he was second in tackles uh, for the Texans last year at four pass breakups. And yeah, he is married to. I uh, just actually Simone Biles is married to him. I don't think it's a knock when someone who's when someone's more famous in the relationship as a I would say as a publisher and editor or someone that's trying to get clicks on a headline. Wouldn't you put the more famous name first in time to that person, Rowdy? My biggest concern is that he just doesn't quit towards the end of the season. <laughs> There's that. But if you're making a headline, wouldn't you, if you wanted more people to click on your headline, would you say Jonathan Owen signs with the Packers? Or would you say Simone Biles, U.S. gymnastics star's husband, signed with the Packers? I would say Simone Biles. Now, you look at the Green Bay Packers and their safety position. They got a lot of guys that are like, Starter level safeties, as in like serviceable NFL safeties. Second low starters, but yeah, they're all pretty low <laughs> on the serviceable starters list, especially if you're going to play with what sixty four starting safeties in the NFL. <laughs> Is this like a Kevin King situation? Yeah. It's like Ke- hey, Kevin King's a starter. That way? It does. Yeah, when Kevin King is healthy, he grades out as being a legitimate serviceable top sixty four corner in the NFL. But no one liked him. But no one liked him, and he wasn't like, I don't know, top 20, where it's like, oh, this guy's legit. He's a really good cover corner. That's what it feels like they have at safety. They got a lot of bodies that can play in the NFL. Just none of them are, like, top tier. Wow, this guy's really good. But (laughs) We'll get into it. But, yes, Simone Biles' husband, now a Green Bay Packer. Come on, Simone. We welcome you with open arms, girl. All right, we got a lot to get to today. Um other than that, yeah, the weekend was just, uh, I did a lot of family stuff over the weekend. I built the effing shed with my dad. Well, I put four walls up. Uh, that was a, I'll tell you this, Rowdy, my dad does not abide by measure twice, cut once. Have you heard that before? Yes. Dale does not abide by that. Dale more abides by, I think this is right. Let's give her a go. Flying by the seat of his pants. <laughs> he had like a notebook and like chicken scratch. Um, checked it a couple times. And then there was a few moments where I'm like, dad. Again, you, you sure you've never heard of measure twice, cut once? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I had a little uh, time in Mount Horeb as well with the mom and stepped in on Friday. Anything anything else you had going on, Rowdy, besides the sports and checking some movies out and just rest and relaxation? Yeah, it was basically a couple movies and a lot of sports and then a, the Burnsy birthday oh, yeah. golf outing. Speaking of golf outings, hey, Rowdy was out there already getting the game right and tight, or trying to anyways. Our golf outing, June 24th. At uh, Edgerton Town Country Club. I was in getting a lay of the land in Edgerton yesterday. But, yeah, Edgerton Town Country Club, June 24th. Rowdy, we um we got some more things knocking on the on the door for prizes. And yeah, so t- like your standard golf outing, you're going to get 18 holes, a cart. We're going to have a burger bonanza cookout, which is name. basically, uh, you know, we're going to be grilling up a bunch of burgers, brats, and hot dogs like a cookout. You're going to yeah. get your chips, your drinks. Uh, we're going to have hole prizes. We're going to have a hole-in-one, where if you make a hole-in-one on the specific hole, you're going to have a 
grand prize of $5,000 plus some other packages if you get a hole-in-one on uh, other holes. And just the newest prize that we had, uh, thanks to Par Appraisal and Consulting. This is sweet. He, uh, they will be donating. I believe it was a two-night stay up in Door County, Sister Bay, at the Birchwood uh, Condos, which looks That's pretty nice. That's badass. Also, I'm throwing something into the kitty here. Um, this band once said they were bigger than the Beatles. The Beatles once said they were bigger than Jesus. I have a ticket to go see, or a pair of tickets. To go see Noel Gallagher of the band Oasis. Now, if you, you remember Oasis, they once said they're bigger than the Beatles. The Beatles once said they're bigger than Jesus. I'm giving you a pair of tickets if you, you know, go to our golf event and win them. You'll see a band that's bigger, essentially, than Jesus. Yeah, that's the transitive property. It is. So you can see something. You can bask in its own glory. Noel Gallagher is coming. That's half of Oasis is coming to Bree Stevens Field along with another band that's a juggernaut, Garbage. Garbage from Madison also ties with Butch Vig, who's in the band. He recorded Nirvana in Madison. They will also be with them, so there's a pair of tickets to that as well. How about that, baby? Woo! Yeah, all I know about um, Oasis is, one, Wonderwall, and two, that they did say they were bigger than yeah. the Beatles. You know this song, too, don't you? Yeah, I do. Uh, Champagne Supernova. Oh, yeah. These are probably the two. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, is Noel Gall- this is Noel Gallagher, baby. Let's go. All right. So the, I feel go- like everyone knows those two songs. Yeah. And don't be the guy at the uh, at a party where you bust out a, an acoustic guitar and start playing Wonderwall. No one, no one wants to hear that. But, yeah, go sign up. MadCitySportsZone.com for our golf event. Well, we all know it feels good to sweep the Royals, but how badly did the Brewers need that one as they're scuffling into the weekend? Yeah, and we, I mean, we talked about it at length. It was like, hey, you know what? They won their first five out of six series to start the season. All of a sudden, you lose five out of your last six series. Mm-hmm. You needed a, a big series win. Now, that I would have been fine with two out of three. Brewers, all of a sudden, you look up. They took the first two games, get greedy, and took the third. And, get greedy, baby. If you were watching on Sunday... They were losing four to one in the third inning, and then the Royals roiled. It was the uh, the head scratching inning. Right? Jordan Jordan Lyles was on the mound, former Brewer, mm-hmm. and former almost everything, but yes, did have his time with the Brewers, and he's not a good pitcher. I mean, you <laughs> could look up and he was zero and six with an ERA close to seven, and all of a sudden the floodgates opened in the third inning, and that was when it turned into like a Mickey Mouse little league inning. <laughs> That's when Yelly scored a run, that's, too. Yeah, that's when Christian Yelich was on first, yeah. stole second, throw gets into the outfield, runs the third. They then have a terrible throw to third base, and the third baseman just said, Ole, I don't care. <laughs> maybe I'll get this. Maybe I won't. Olé. And then it gets by him, and then he jogs after it, and then he slides in home. It was a little league play. <laughs> The and Royals are going to roll. The right? Kansas City Royals managed to do it in Major League Baseball. <laughs> that will happen. Hey, that will happen. Um, over the weekend, though, Rowdy, I mean, Yelly had a couple dingers, what, too, on Saturday as well? Well, that's, that's the type of player that I think all of the Milwaukee Brewer fans are, were hoping and expecting for, mm-hmm. right? Like Christian Yelich all of a sudden looking like an all star here the last couple of weeks, looking like a guy that, uh, you know, could hit 30 home runs. Yeah. All of a sudden, not only is he taking the baseball to the opposite field, you know, like into the gap for a double, he's also pulling a baseball and putting it in the seats. 
Like he was doing everything the last couple of weeks, what he was doing in 2018 and 2019. Yeah. Now, can he sustain that for more than a couple of weeks? Can he sustain it for a month? Can he sustain it for multiple months? Can he do it the rest of the year? I don't know. Just because we've seen flashes like this from Christian Yelich since 2019. We have. And they've all come in like a week or two spans, but then he just goes on this just, you know, brutal slump where it's like, okay, well, he had a really hot week or two, and then he goes into like a six week, is he all right type of (laughs) slump where it's like he could hardly hit water if he fell out of a boat. Uh Now, if Christian Yelich can go on these one or two week spurts, you know, maybe once every month, once every month or every other month, start stringing them together. All of a sudden, he's gonna. We're gonna look up at the end of the year. Christian Yelich is gonna be a, a decently solid player for the Brewers. But if he continues to go into the hey, I'm really hot for a week or two, and then fall off the face of the earth for the next six, it's gonna be the same thing that we've seen yeah. since. Right now, a little life, a little life for Yelly. Um, tongue in cheek, he is back. And then there's this, Nelly. Um, so Eric Lauer struck out six, allowed two runs, two walks, two hits over five and one third innings of work in his first relief appearance since 2021. Uh, Counts also said on Saturday the Brewers would skip Lauer's next scheduled start. What's going on with uh, the old Lauer? Yeah, Lauer's been struggling. Yeah. Lauer has been struggling, but I, I do lost think his last three starts. It right, was man. nice. It was nice seeing him get out uh, in the bullpen when Colin Ray was getting hit early by Kansas City, and he came in and threw uh, just under six innings and threw the ball decently well until the last inning. But I think you could chalk up the last inning of just kind of getting balls over the plate for strikes because you were annihilating the Royals (laughs) and a couple home runs. They are what they are. He got the win. I bet that probably made him feel good, a little bit more confidence overall. He threw the ball decently well coming in. But uh, speaking of the starting rotation... I know Hauser came in uh, over the weekend and threw four innings, gave up some runs. He kind of has been what he's been, right? Yeah. He hasn't been awful, but he hasn't been good. He's kind of been eh. <laughs> Obviously, Eric Lauer has struggled, but he pitched decently well for when he came in yesterday. I think the Colin Ray experiment might be about over. Yeah, he has. He's <laughs> good, he's I a, think that experiment is over. He's kind of been getting rocked, hasn't he? He, he gave us a solid month. He was a soldier <laughs> for a month. Is it kind of like... The Jason Alexander kind yeah, of approach? It was the, hey, my whip is really, really high, and I'm going to try and run and hide from this whip for as long as I can and try and uh, dance around uh, a lot of base runners. Um, get whipped, then it get yeah. whipped real good. I, it's caught up to him. Now, on, <laughs> yeah. Now, did you did anyone think of harken back uh, the days of Billy Hall on Mother's Day yesterday? Pink bat hitting home runs? Yeah, it always does. I think that's the only player you think of when you think of Milwaukee Brewers and Pink Bats and Mother's Day. uh, Every time. I don't think there should be anybody else you do think of. There was, what did he, uh, was there a game in like three or was it, there was a poster, I can see the poster. Was it three guys hit home runs in a row or was it four guys hit home runs in a row? Maybe that wasn't Mother's Day. I think Becker would know. He might have that poster. But yes, <laughs> uh, when it was Mother's Day, I immediately thought of the Brewers, then I immediately thought of Pink Bats, and I immediately thought of Billy Hall. And I was like, let's go, babies. But yeah, it's uh, Brewers now a uh, game and a half up on the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, Fri- I think entering Friday, they were a half game behind them. And then the Pirates, I think they won yesterday, but yeah, they continue to just be swamp-ass. Yeah, you look at what Colin Ray has done as of late, and you talk about you know some of his first starts were actually pretty decent overall it'd be like hey you know what gave up uh went five innings gave up four runs at eh, good enough you know 
or went six, only gave up three runs. Good enough. Quality start. Mm -hmm. His last two starts, he has not made it out of the first inning against the Dodgers, and he had a whip almost over four. And then against Kansas City, which is a very polar opposite offensive team from what the Dodgers can be. Uh, they're not very good. Again, he had a whip over two. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> if you got a whip over 1.4, it's not really ideal. <laughs> so when we say 4.0 and over two, yeah, it looks like the teams might be catching up to old Colin Ray. But we thank him for his service, and we hope that, uh, we again, Brandon Woodruff is back in a little over a month <laughs> and uh, some of these guys start to get healthy or or the Adrian Hausers and Eric Lauer start to uh, throw the ball a little bit better. Yeah, we wish him well. All right, we'll talk about the series upcoming here against the Cardinals uh, on deck. It's a big series. Big game for the Brewers tonight if they can steal the opener. Let's F in. go. The Cardinals just had that late. They had the late game and it was in Boston. Yeah. Which uh Don't not a great, cockies. Not a not a great travel schedule yeah. for the Cardinals coming into game one. Mm-hmm. And it kind of sends the message that if the Brewers who now have taken first place in the central here as of late from the imploding Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, come on, they're trying. But you can continue to put some ground between you and the Cardinals, the team that we always know and I don't know I want to say love, but know and love slash hate. They're always there. They're still in last place. Cardinals are seven and a half games behind first place of the Brewers for the NL Central. The Cardinals are in the basement, 16 and 25. The Reds are second to last at 18 and 22. Yeah, so it was actually kind of funny. I, I did have... ESPN's Sunday Night Baseball on, and obviously it was the Cardinals taking on the Boston Red Sox in Boston, and they mic'd up the first baseman, yeah. and he was talking to Nolan Arenado, who's obviously a one of the better third basemen in Major League Baseball. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, say something to him. like Ask him if he wants the jersey swap after the game. So the guy <laughs> asked him, because this is like a younger guy for Boston, like newer to the league. Yeah. And he asked him, and he goes, oh, what, this th- this thing? He goes, you can have it. I can't hit in it. That's oh, really? what he said on there. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of funny. Yeah, it was really funny. He's like, I can't hit in this jersey. Sure, you can have it. <laughs> Dude, all right, so um, check this out. On the road, the Cardinals are 10 and 12. At Bush Stadium, they're 6 and 13. What's up with what's up with that, Rowdy? They're six and thirteen at home. That's where the Brewers are going. Yeah, and that's the thing. The Cardinals are really struggling here. Uh, they stay. Their, their pitching staff has not been good. Like the starting pitching hasn't been good. The bullpen hasn't been good. And then you just look at purely the players. Like, because when you think of the Cardinals here of recent years, you think of hey Paul Goldschmidt's of the world. Hey Nolan Arenado's of the world. Well, Paul Goldschmidt's playing pretty good baseball, and both of them, not only are they all-stars swinging the bat-wise, but they're also, like, Nolan Arenado's the best defensive third baseman in Major League Baseball. Paul Goldschmidt is arguably the best defensive first baseman along with their bats, but that's the thing. Nolan Arenado isn't hitting. That's why it was hilarious on the broadcast, him saying, sure, you can have this jersey. I can't hit in it. (laughs) Like, he's hitting two fifty six. He's hitting two fifty six. That's not Nolan Arenado. No, not at all. They say what goes up must eventually come down. And though, Rowdy. Wilson Contreras, he's been, again, 
to quote Joe Namath, struggling. I've been struggling. <laughs> he has been struggling both defensively and offensively. So this is a huge uh, series for the Brewers to pounce. I mean, they just swept the Royals. Little confidence in them. Yelich is hot right now. Let's. Who's pitching for the crew tonight? You have Freddie Peralta. Ooh, fastball Freddie. But yeah, you can go right up and down the the lineup. And outside of Goldschmidt, who's performing, and and Lars Newbar has played decently well. You have you have both Nolans, Gorman and Arenado aren't playing as as good as they have, especially recently in Arenado historically. Yeah. Wilson Contreras has not played as well. Uh, Brendan Donovan is eh, Carlson has not played well. I mean, you could go right down the line. And if you remember last year, uh, the Arizona or the Arizona, the St. Louis Cardinals actually traded Harrison Bader to the Yankees, mm-hmm. who was like a really, really good defensive uh, center fielder. Yeah, their defense has even gotten worse in the outfield since they traded him. And yeah, you you take a step back when when your pitching staff as a whole has not been good. And guys like Nolan Arenado, who are supposed to be, you know, if not your best, but second best bat are not playing well. And like a Wilson Contreras, who's supposed to be like a top three or four bat on your team is not playing well. And you're not playing as well defensively. That's how you find yourself in the cellar. They say what goes up must come down. I'm looking here at 538. They have a predicted record for the Cardinals at 78 and 84. That's tough. 78 wins. They give them a 24% chance of making the playoffs, just a 10% chance of winning the division. Well, outside of some of like the absolute experts when it comes to Major League Baseball, and I'm not even, t- I'm talking about like the guys that are always, you know, maybe they played in the league or they're always right around the league, have all the stats, all the, you know, facts, everything. Mm-hmm. When is it time to officially write off a team? Does it take until June? Uh, if it's the Cardinals, should you wait until July? Mm-hmm. And I would say out of like, once you get past like those major league baseball experts and there are a lot, there's a lot less experts than what people claim are out there. Oh yeah, for sure. But then I would say after that, it's, it's probably kind of like Vegas and your professional handicappers, right? The guys that are betting these games for a living. Mm-hmm. And so I asked our guy, Dave Essler, Hey, when is it time to write off the Cardinals? Because we're in mid to late May now. And normally, like with teams like the Pirates, you start to see them come back to earth. We're starting to see that for the most part with a lot of other teams in Major League Baseball that might have started out hot. Uh, case in point, Pittsburgh. Yeah. But when can we write off the St. Louis Cardinals? Because they do have a pedigree. Because they do have some other, you know, key players that are good that historically play well. Yeah. And. Even Dave said, I don't know. I think it's probably about time to write the Cardinals off wow. long term. Already. Which is wild. It is because of the Cardinals. It's only been about seven weeks into the season. Yeah. And I know the old adage is you can't win a division, but you can lose a division right away. And they're the losing the season. Right now. And they are. I mean, the Brewers have seven and a half game lead on them. Yes, we're the not even two games or two months into the season. May 15th. <laughs> Now that's why this series is huge for the Brewers. Yeah. Imagine if you take two out of three, and or imagine if you sweep, sweep them. Ten and a half. If, if they're at ten and a half going into late May, oh my! If you're a Cardinals fan, you're going through it. Yeah, you are. You, you can be drinking. Uh, maybe the Anheuser uh, Busch sales will go up again, Rowdy, because they're going through it. All right, we'll get back to it. Uh, line one, though. Thanks for waiting on hold. Who's this? Hey, it's Matt from Crossplane. Matt, what's up, dude? What's happening, brother? Oh, hey, did I hear the good news that you're coming to the golf event now? 
Yeah, I'm already signed up. I, paid my, I paid my June 24th, yeah, baby. You know, Let's go. Everyone else can sign up. MadCitySportsZone.com. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was out at Driftless Social. Had the uh, chocolate martini. Uh, Dude, I missed great. you by a night. Uh, I was there on uh, Friday night. You were there Thursday, yeah? Oh, man. Yeah, Thursday night I went. I had the we'll, Vesper. We'll the coordinator schedule. I had the, so Vesper. Yeah, the Vesper. James Bond drink. Yeah. 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 Delicious. Yeah, that, that's a good one. And as far as being frozen, uh, I don't think so. I mean, like, if I die now, or, like, if I died now, maybe, because I'm, you know, in the prime of my life, Evo. Uh, but if I was, like, 95, I don't think I'd want to be frozen and reanimated because you just come back as an old man a thousand years later. Would you rather, it's like, a, it's like a meme I've seen, would you rather restart your life, and when you restart your life, you know everything you know now, or would you rather just take, a, like, $10 million now? I just take the t- I just take the ten million now. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think ten million now is fine. Or you may live you may live long enough to see man made horrors beyond your comprehension. Matt. Hey, and as far as the, as far as the Cardinals go, the rowdy, I don't know. When they played the Cubs, obviously they were looking good. You got to watch out for DeYoung. You know he's having a good year. Uh, Contreras is playing. I think about as much as good as he can be. And as long as you can get to their starters, uh, you'll be fine because. Once you get in their bullpen, they might not be doing that good, but all those guys throw like 100 miles an hour, so it's kind of kind of insane. Yeah, see, it's it's really is interesting with the Cardinals because I, I, no one saw this coming. Like no. when you have Paul Goldschmidt or you have Nolan Arenado, and those are the two big names, you can't ever think that a team is going to be this bad, especially when they added uh, they upgraded at catcher, but. Did they take a step back leadership-wise losing Yadier Molina? Because Yadier Molina was an absolute shell of what he used to be when he was in his late 30s and was still catching 120 games for the Cardinals and not putting up much production. Like Clearly, signing Wilson Contreras gives you a lot more production, but uh, did that take a hit on the leadership? Because, the, I mean, the team is strug- struggling. They were struggling. Yeah, they're even they were even talking about moving him to outfield and DH because uh, you know of his handling of the staff, which uh, apparently the Cubs protected, so his value would go up. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So golf outing, I got to work on that swing. Hey, all, hey you know, listen, drive, listen. Drive, even the pros, even the pros say they got to work on the swings. You're fine, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. It depends on who who I get paired with again. I'm I'm hoping for the same foursome, but uh, I hear one one of the guys still might be missing. So. Who's Z? Z in the D? Yeah, I think Z in the D. That little weasel. He said yeah, well, he, he needs know, to get his priorities straight. <laughs> yeah, I did. You know, I, I you know I, I will. I know. It, or you guys will to but, have my uh, yep. son's uh, basketball tournament canceled. So Thank God. Good. Screw that basketball tournament. What's right, baby? Yeah. Matt, you're the man. See you, buddy. (laughs) Family commitments, you throw them out the window. June 24th, Edgerton Town Country Club. Sign up, madcitysportsman.com. Line two, good morning. Tommy. Tommy, what's up, dude? I got one word for you, but I'm going to say it a few times. Yelly, 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 yelly. Yelly, 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 yelly. Let's go, baby. That was pretty exciting, a couple of them in their games. So, uh, hey, what the heck? Tom, someone just logged on to Twitch and said, I came here to say Yelly ain't back, you guys. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, that. We'll take it. We'll take it, Cardinals, though. The Cardinals looked really bad, wasn't it, last year? And then they got really good at the end, so I wouldn't write them off. Anyway. I don't know. Uh, Rowdy, we... I can't write them off either because they, uh, th- despite what people say, this is a team that still does have talent, especially in the lineup. It's just, can they get the uh, pitching staff straightened out? Well, they, they 
think it was last year. They were stunning because they were crappy, and then they got good. So whatever. You guys have a really great day. Tom, much love, brother. See you, homie. Oh, here we go. Our guy Dane. Dane says, I'm going to skip my sister's wedding to come golf with you guys on June 24th. That's the commitment I'm looking for, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Your sister. Hey, Rowdy, what's the stat on marriages? Well, these days, 50% of the time, it uh, doesn't end well. Ends in divorce. Now, Dane, I'm not putting this out in the ether, but. <laughs> it feels st- like you are. Stats say that she'll have another wedding coming up. You can go to a couple of years down the road. Skip the first one. Here's a, here's a funny little meme for you because we were talking about Packers and Bears earlier. Yeah. Week one will be the first time the Chicago Bears face a Packers quarterback other than Aaron Rodgers since week 10 of 2017. Man. Which was a game they lost to Brett Hudley. You know, statistically not great. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Wait, the, the Bears lost. The, yeah. The Bears, the Bears still lost, lost the, the game. Hudley. And it was Brett Hudley. <laughs> that's a, now that's a joke, right? That's. That's good. Uh, NBA playoffs uh, are, you know, the, the, the teams are now dwindling. There are only four left, two in the east, two in the west. You have the Miami Heat, who, yes, beat the Milwaukee Bucks, going against the Boston Celtics, who just beat the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. On the other side, you have the LeBron James turning back the hands of time. Uh, the Lakers beat the Warriors. They're moving on. And the Nuggets will meet them. They beat the Suns in the west. Now, yesterday, I, I, I think, was it the... Um, was it early on or halfway through the second or maybe it was early in the third? There was, I think it was the second. The, the Boston Celtics were up 60 to 55. Then by the end of the quarter, they were blowing the Sixers out of the effing water. Like you, and they only had 60 points and the Sixers are 660 points and the Celtics were up to like 80 something. It was just an absolute ass whooping of biblical proportions. Now, boys, when the Heat beat the Bucks. What did Giannis Adendokounmpo say, Rowdy, RJ? What did Giannis say after the Heat beat the Bucks up on the podium? There are no failures. Now, there's steps, right? There's steps to the process. Yes. Last time uh, I checked, it wasn't too long ago that Giannis won an NBA championship, correct? Correct. Well, after the 76ers lost, Joel Embiid had something to say. Uh, let me just get to it. Now, did Joel? Who is the NBA's MVP this year, boys? Joel Embiid. Oh, Embiid. Joel Embiid. So here is Joel Embiid after they got their asses handed to him by the Celtics. Take a listen. You can't win alone. Um, I can't win alone. Me and James, we just can't win alone. You know, that's why basketball is played five on five. So, you know, we just need everybody to just, you know, try to keep finding ways to get better and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be fine. All right. So um, there's also this. Let's see if I can uh, make it play here. Uh, unmute. Here you go. Uh, so for me, I just look at it, you know, it's a good step. Uh, like someone said, um, it was not a failure, you know, steps to success. Um, but, yeah, you just got to, no, it's tough. Um, but Joel yeah. Embiid just did the honest thing. There's steps to success. It's not a failure. And then went on to say that who he is the MVP, that him and James Harden can't win alone. That's why basketball is played five on five. We need everyone to find ways to be better. Rowdy, trust the process. Is that not the biggest snake oil uh, salesman out there of whoever first muttered that? Well, it is just kind of funny because clearly 
Joel Embiid didn't really know what he wanted to say other than we need more help. And then just kind of threw in whatever Giannis said. And I still disagree with Giannis. The Bucks failed. No, uh, Giannis saying it is a lot. Now, it's not good. But Joel Embiid saying it looks a lot worse because Giannis is an NBA champion. And the other part about that is when you think of Joel Embiid and you think of James Harden, those are two bigger names in the NBA than Giannis and Chris Middleton, who was also hurt for most of the season. Yes, totally. <laughs> like, like, like I get that the Bucks overall for like a regular season NBA team are really deep and have been really deep for mm-hmm. a while now, and they can get away with not having Chris Middleton or you know certain players that might be banged up because Giannis is that good and because the rest of the team is that deep. I know the Sixers probably aren't as deep as the Bucks. But man, those when we when we know that superstars win rings in the NBA and James Harden and Joel Embiid are your two superstars and yet none of them have a ring and they've been <laughs> around for a while and have had a lot of NBA notoriety. That's just kind of reflective on the player. Giannis Adenakumbo in elimination games was absolutely a beast in that championship run. Giannis Adenakumbo also almost had like have his leg amputated. We all thought uh, when it bent completely backwards, he came back and he led the Bucks to a championship, scoring fifty points in the last fifty years that they had a championship. Joel Embiid in an elimination game to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, his stat line was absolutely pathetic. He sucked. The reigning MVP managed 15 points on 5 of 18 shooting. Eight rebounds, four turnovers, two blocks, one assist. He was minus 28 on the court for the plus-minus stat line. I believe someone famous once said something like this a while ago, but it was uh, something along the lines of, don't ask what your teammates can do for you, <laughs> but ask what you can do for your teammates. And I would say that Joel Embiid and James Harden could play a lot better than what they did. No, there's Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers in Game 7's elimination games, they are defeated. They are absolutely terrible. They stink. By the way, I think that was Plato on the first Olympic Games who was said it, that. Was I Plato? think that's who it was. Well, it wasn't, didn't JFK say something like that, but for his uh, country? I don't know. <laughs> Was that JFK? Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. <laughs> I think Plato once said that for the for the first Olympics, dude. Unbelievable. Joel Embiid, he's up there smirking, uh, you know, trying to do a Giannis quote. Well, he puts up fifteen points. Giannis put up fifty in the the clinching championship game. Joel Embiid's out there t- trying to quote Giannis about steps to it. That was not a failure. His whole trust the process is a failure. Those guys are bumps. An MVP going on the podium to say that they can't win alone is absolutely hilarious to me. When I saw our MVP, Giannis, put the team on his back and will the Bucks to a championship. A 50-burger. This is the MVP that they crowned for the NBA, Joel Embiid. Regular season. This is a joke. Like that's, that's, No, it that's, absolutely is. This dude's a joke. He stinks. Again. Now, you could, you could say the same thing about uh, the Joker. Jokic, yeah, but it's his nickname. But you can also make the argument that, like Giannis, he has not had nearly the star power that he's played with. Mm-hmm. Like Chris Middleton is never going to be confused for like James Harden or Joel Embiid or some of these teams that come up short that have like two huge names. Yeah, I might sound naive here, but can you name me another person on the Nuggets right now? Jamal Murray. But again, that, I wouldn't have gotten that. Jamal Murray, <laughs> still, in my mind, is 
probably their second biggest player. But that's the thing. The the Nuggets are kind of like the Bucks, where they're a deeper team with like some pretty darn good players, but not a second superstar. Yeah. Where what Jamal Murray kind of made his bones from. Uh, well, one he had like a couple huge playoff games where he dropped like fifty. Yeah, and like he's like a nice player, but he's like a Chris Middleton. He's a he's a nice, good, solid player, but he's not great. Yeah, Ooh, he's not Gordon. He's not a go. huge. He's not a huge name when it like internationally, like a James Harden. Yeah, I know. I don't know if the this the situational awareness of Joel Embiid is really that good. You literally are the league's MVP. And then again, you get beat in a game seven with 15 points, you're minus 28 on the court. And you go out there to say that you can't do it alone. When I've literally seen MVPs put a team on their back and do it alone. LeBron James, for example, Giannis Adenokounmpo, for example. Uh, I mean, Jason Tatum, uh, last week, boys, we were making fun of it. He said, humbly, he's the best basketball player in the world or one of the best. The dude proved it yesterday. He scored 51 points in an elimination game in game seven. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the Sixers and Joel Embiid. James Harden. I would never want any of those guys on my team. I did see a tweet that said, yeah, trust the process, the process that uh, leads to a second-round exit every single year. Yeah. And the funniest thing, too, uh, Damian Lillard was also thrown. Well, first, Ben Simmons. He was trolling the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay, here's the thing. What can Ben Simmons troll? He's a turd, but it was funny because his bravado of himself is so, like, big and huge. Like, he has no self-awareness, just like Joel Embiid has no self-awareness. It's just funny watching him do it. Damian Lillard, he uh, took the uh, the video of Joel Embiid saying this right here about him talking about um, how it, you know, it's five on five. They need me just need me more than him and James. This right here. Um, I can't win alone. Me and James, we just can't win alone. You know, that's why basketball is played five on five. So... You know, we just need everybody to just, you know, try to keep finding ways to get better, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be fine. Damien Lillard took that video, he retweeted it, and he just said, huh? That was it. Huh? It's, Don't think about Damian Lillard. going to Milwaukee. It's going da- to Milwaukee. Damian Lillard said that he wanted to win a championship in Portland. Yeah. Well, who was the second best player with him? C.J. McCollum? Sure, they, yeah. They traded? Yeah. Like, like, think about, like, what other star is he playing with? Soon to be Giannis. And in, in Milwaukee. when he had, like, a C.J. McCollum, what, they were, like, the fourth, fifth seed at best, mm-hmm. or else they were, like, sneaking in as, like, a seven or eight? Yeah. Again, he's not playing with a James Harden. He's not playing with a Joel Embiid, like, a huge name. Yeah. C.J. McCollum could walk by Ooh. most people on the street, and they wouldn't know who the hell he was. No, not at all. Joel Embiid. Shaden Sharp, Anthony Simmons. Matisse, did his name get cut off? Uh, well, yeah, Jeremy so. Grant, Cam Reddish, Joseph Nurtik. Nailed it. Yep. Got Kevin it. Knox, it. Drew Eubanks. Yeah, there's no one. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no one. Well, there you go. There, there's Joel Embiid, James Harden, the 76ers. They trust the process. Um, do they even say that anymore in Philly, though? Like, is that still a thing? I think it's a thing when you make fun of Philly. Yeah. I think they tried to. Uh, kind of get away from that a while ago. I would hope so. It's uh, pretty abysmal. Just like Joel Embiid in, uh, in these uh, playing line that matters most. He oh. comes up short. Yeah. The guy who touched it is uh, on the Trailblazers. Justice Winslow? Yeah. He's on there? Speaking of that's, irrelevant. That's why, <laughs> that's why they're losing. <laughs> 
Uh, Embiid and James Harden combined for just 24 points during the Game 7 on Sunday. Tobias Harris led all Sixers with 19. Look at that. Your MVP and James Harden, who bitches about not winning MVP when Giannis wins it, combined for just 24 points. And it's kind of funny because I know that there was some Sixers Twitter and just some Sixers fans in general that bitch about Tobias Harris. Even though Tobias Harris is a guy that can go get you a bucket, but he's overpaid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also former Milwaukee Buck, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Way back in the day. <laughs> it's, I mean, he's, what is he, 30? Yeah, he's, yeah, 30 years old for Tobias Harris. But yeah, they bitch about how Tobias Harris is overpaid and blah, 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 blah. Well, Tobias Harris is the only one that showed up. <laughs> like For like the level of player that he is, you would say he was one that showed up more than James Harden or Joel There's Embiid. No doubt about that. The 76ers, LOL. I can't wait till Ben gets in here so we can rag on it. When's your last day again, Ben? May 26th. Before you're gone, I got to get some Friday. shots. I got to get some shots in. How did it feel to have Ben Simmons trolling the Philadelphia 76ers on Instagram? You know what I'm going to do for the next two weeks? Get in his DMs and, and send obscenities to him? Not allow any of that to get under my skin because oh, yeah. <laughs> we deserve it. The Sixers deserve it. They suck. I'm happy Ben Simmons posted that because everybody that played on the court and had anything to do with those last two games deserves to be chirped like that. They suck, dude. Joel Embiid. Sunday. How is he the MVP? They were, well, it's a regular season award. Embiid and Harden combined for 24 points in a decisive game seven to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Guess what? Joel Embiid had a minus 28 on the court. James Harden in his... Last three playoff games with the Sixers. Yeah. Fourth quarter was outscored by Ben Simmons's last three fourth quarters Whoa, with the Sixers. Oh no way. It's it's pathetic. And then and then Joel Embiid afterwards. Talk about no self awareness. Talking about no, he is the MVP. I've seen an MVP put the team on his back in elimination games on the road, also score 50 points to win a championship in 50 years for the Milwaukee Bucks. His name's Giannis. I've seen an MVP put the team on his back, literally, as he's got guys like Chris Misselton around him. Joel Embiid is out there, a negative 28 on the plus-minus for the court scoring, what, 15 points, whatever it was? And then he gets to the press conference, and he's like, I can't win alone. We need more players. Like, you're the MVP, dude. I saw Giannis do it himself. Yeah, that is one of the things about Giannis, where it's like even when the team is is getting beat up or there's a lot of guys injured, you look at his plus minus, and when he was minus, it was still normally like single-digit minus, where it's not like even the team was getting blown off the court when he was on there. It was still a competitive, you know, single digit minus for his plus minus, not minus 28 (laughs) stinky. Wow. As well, not even go out and show up on the court. Here's another question. How tall is Embiid then? Like seven, two, seven, seven ish. How do you go five of 18 when you literally can like place the ball in the basket? I don't know. I don't have. You don't have the answer for all of Philadelphia. I'm just. I don't like. There's no defense for it. Yeah, that's the thing. And honestly, I knew they were going to lose yesterday. They were never going to win, which is fine. You know, it was tied 55-55 in the third quarter. Yeah, and then it was like 80 to 60, 95 to 60. (laughs) They just quit. They completely quit. Which is what you expect coming from those guys. They're bums. It was not nearly as bad as like the end of Game Six was their chance to win, and I knew that that was the moment. And they choked that away, too. 
yesterday, then, I, I would have been fine if they had lost by five or ten, if it had been a good competitive game, but they just quit like complete losers. Well, clearly, I think the they Sixers need to blow it up here because the process is not working. And maybe they should do like, a, I don't know, like a trade with the Bucks. Send Embiid to Milwaukee. See if he can coexist with Giannis. You want Embiid now? No. Yes. No. Yes. no. Sure, I'd take him. No, no you wouldn't. Yes, I would. No, you wouldn't. They're not bringing Lopez back. Ben, is Doc Rivers fired? They haven't asked about it. He says, I got two years left on my contract. Here's the problem. Wait, who the hell wouldn't take Embiid on the Bucks? He's a big, he's a, well, yeah, he's a big baby fired. loser, though. I don't care. He's a superstar. Look at him in the regular season. Look at the playoffs. He is James. Uh, he falls. He was minus twenty eight in a closeout game. NBA history last twenty years. Biggest underachieving losers in the playoffs. Number one, James Harden. Number two, I think it's now Joel Embiid. He's, he's he is, a, he he is, is a loser. He in is the, the only player to ever win an MVP and never in their career get past the second round. He falls down when the, the, the fans turn on in the arena. He's he's softer than Charmin. I'd take him in a heartbeat. He's a bum. Yep. Uh, Doc Rivers will be fired and whatever. I don't like him. I don't. I I've I've come around to him. I thought he was doing a good job. The thing is, yesterday had nothing to do with him. Nothing. No, the players quit. What can he do when again he is stuck with two guys that can't win? And man, Jason Tatum was—they're not winners. Jason Tatum was on fire. Whatever. That dude was ball. He that guy went to ball so hard university. Fifty-one awesome. dragon hogs. Yep. Uh, sorry, Ben. That's is what it is. But hey. That's okay. Then Joel Embiid also used the Giannis line at the press conference, which is which is so unacceptable. It's so tone deaf. Do you want to know it's why he's an idiot? Can say it because he won a championship. Because he has done it and he knows what it takes. Yeah, and he has proven that he is the heart to do it. Now, did the timing kind of suck after they lost? Sure, but the people ripping Giannis weren't ripping him as a person. No, they were ripping what he said. Yeah, Joel Embiid can't just pirate those words as if he has accomplished anything. All he's ever done in his career in the playoffs is lose. The only thing he is just won an MVP. I don't give a damn. I don't care. I that don't give matter. a damn. I would take him in a heartbeat. I know. Yeah, I, I know. Okay, sure. three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did it for the team. Say Fine. we're playing NBA 2K. I would have traded Chris Middleton and uh, Brooke Lopez for him. And the Sixers say no to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now that you're rebuilding, I mean, come on. We'll even throw in. I don't know, like a George Hill for fun. George Hill. I don't think he's on the couple team. first he's round not. picks. George Hill's, George Hill's been jettisoned. He's, he's no Should have been jettisoned three years ago. Let's see here. Doc Rivers has lost ten game sevens. We in this this fake trade, we will we will give you all of our you know older or garbage, and we will take Embiid and Doc. How about Mark Jackson? He's going to be interviewing for a head coach for the Bucks. Take him. Man, I feel like he, all these say, Glenn Rivers with uh, Giannis, that is quite the pairing. What's it, what's just, what just I mean, at least at, at least Doc, when you challenge him at press conferences, says something controversial. Doesn't he just call people racist if they question him? Didn't he do that last year? No, he he kind of just... He, he he's like, chippy. no, you're a racist or something like that? No. What am I I thinking? don't think so. You remember that, Rudy? He gets very chippy. There must be some kind of stipulation with John ja Morant, and whenever he gets on the Instagram lives, that he has to have a gun in his hand. Like, it, it must be something that uh, 
What, uh, Facebook owns, Meta owns, Instagram, so Mark Zuckerberg must have a clause in the John Moran account that when you go live, you must have a gun in your hand. The Grizzlies star is going to be suspended again after he took time away from flashing a gun on Instagram Live. Uh, I think it also stemmed with him fighting like a kid on a basketball court. And then there was him at the strip club um, getting into all kinds of naughtiness. And then he had to step away and he was like a mental health uh, about it all. And then what happens, Rowdy? He goes on Instagram Live again and there he is. Lock, stock, and barrel. Gun up. So hilarious. The strip club stuff is kind of what it is, yes, right? Whatever. You just help us support mean, some single moms. Any any person above the age of 18 or 21, depending on the, the strip club policy, could go in and do what he yeah, did. Do you want to go right now? You want to go to the is, show? That is what it is. Um, the first incident with the gun, where wasn't it threatening a kid from a pickup game? Shh. <laughs> Yeah, during the summer. Yeah, that's clearly not a good look. But then they, they did an investigation. Like, the kid, I think, threatened him first. Whatever it was, there's a kid involved, the John Morant. John gun. Morant, why are you playing pickup games with kids? Then why are you coming back with a gun for a kid? This one? <laughs> but it, So he's going to be suspended, correct? He is. A lengthy suspension is going to happen. You know what's hilarious about this one? The only reason why he's being suspended for this, I guess you would call it gun incident on a video, is because of the policy that was put into place by the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, on John Moran. On him, specifically, <laughs> in his contract clause. Listen, I don't care if you have a gun. I don't care. I own guns. Rowdy has guns. You have a gun. It's your It's your right. Like, I don't care that he's got a gun. It's just funny that he's like, immediately goes on Instagram Live. He knows he has this clause. He's like, hey, check this out. I got a gun. Yeah, it's, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it makes like, no sense. Have you heard of concealed carry? Obviously, you're walking a fine line here when you're playing around <laughs> with a gun in a, in a car. <laughs> but just for the situation that was where he's in a car and has said gun, I mean, technically, that's... I don't know all the stipulations on know you know if, it's, yeah, if like, it's his or if he has concealed carry, whatever. Yeah. I mean, technically, that could potentially be legal. Is it an open but the carry fact that the, the fact that you've already threatened a, a kid with a gun and um, it, have this stipulation in your contract where it can affect you and your money, it's just you're he, just being an idiot. He also, when he went to, on the ESPN interview after all the stuff that he went through not too long ago, he said, quote, um, you know, talking about he needs to be more responsible, more smart, and staying away from bad decisions. He's I have a lot to lose, yada yada yada. And then what happens on Instagram Live over the weekend? There is a flashing a gun around. That's and you know what hilarious. The worst, the worst part about that is, I mean, from his perspective, is he knew the guy was taking a, a video. Yeah. Because he started like dancing around and, and flashing along, the gun. Yeah, to the song they're listening to, and then he pulls out the gun. Like, you knew it was being, uh, like, videotaped. That's, that's what the, the funniest thing about the Internet. People think that they got to put their entire life, uh, literally everything on the Internet. You don't have to do it. As a guy that had half his life without the Internet, I missed the first half of my life without Internet. The world has turned into just a slimy sl sludge place because of people trying to have clout on the Internet. You don't have to put your entire life on this. How many times have you been out and about or, you know, at, at like, a party or gathering with, friends maybe they're going for a certain job or maybe they have some other stipulation in their life and they're like oh i i can't be in this picture 
or I can't, I can't. I've had that happen before. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they stay away. Yeah. Usually it's like. Even though they're still there. It's like, so, okay, no, don't take any pictures of me. Usually it's like, my girl <laughs> thinks I'm somewhere else. <laughs> John Morant, hello. <laughs> what are you doing, John? Put the gun away. Like, I don't care if you have one, just put it away. Like, it makes no sense. All right, I just found this. Um, Moran has been involved in several off-court incidents over the past year, being sued by a high school prospect after a fight during a pickup game we were talking about in Moran's backyard, where Moran uh, alleged to have punched the boy in the head and then brought out a gun. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. And then also the strip club incident. Uh, the dude signed a five-year and $194 million max contract that's set to begin this coming season. Now, he could have escalated to a super max, but he didn't make the all-NBA, which cost him about, this is crazy, that cost him $39 million in future earnings because he wasn't eligible for a super max because, again, he didn't make the all-NBA team. But he has endorsements with Nike and Powerade, and I would also want to protect my, I don't know, my endorsement money as opposed to flashing. What's the purpose of flashing a gun on an Instagram Live? Maybe he's trying to get like a Smith and Weston. It's like, hey, can I get a can I get a gun endorsement here? Why not? I mean, Morant Morant's fun to watch, dude. He is absolutely electric. But what's what's the deal with flashing the gun around? Like, it, was it uh, was it Charles Barkley or was it was it Shaq? Someone was calling him. It's like, dude, you're not even a gangster. Like, what are you doing? Like. <laughs> Like they call, I think it was Barkley. It was Barkley or Shaq. They called him out for being a pretend gangster. He's like, you grew up in the suburbs, dude. Like, <laughs> what's going on here? Anyways, I thought that was pretty uh, funny over the weekend. Like, don't care, but at the same time, have some personal responsibility and some self-awareness. Unbelievable. I don't know. All right, so there you go. So he's going to have a lengthy suspension coming up uh, when the NBA season um, gets back to it next year. <laughs> have you ever done an Instagram Live, Rowdy? Not. Not on purpose. I was you might that, accidentally like clicked it where it's like, oh, you're going live. Oh, don't want to do that. I was going to say, like, when you've done one, have you ever had the urge to pull out? What... <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's don't get it. I don't. Yeah. In- Instagram live, Facebook live, um, Twitter spaces. You can't say I've really uh, now, I've never... indulged in any of them. I, I've done I've... a couple IG lives. I've never done a Twitter space. I've accidentally clicked on some people. You know how it shows like they're going live, and then you accidentally hit it, and you're like, ah, get out of here. Um, I've been in one Twitter space for about five minutes and was like, this is dumb. I've never done a Twitter space. Some people are trying to cancel me because of Twitter space.